and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. Friends, we are living in the last days, and Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be ready. And the only way to do that is to listen to the Word of God and invite Him into your heart. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. Mid-August to mid-September is the height of the hurricane season. That's why I live in Phoenix. After living through six hurricanes, that last one in September of 2004 in the Florida Space Coast did it for me. I stared out of my apartment window at two huge oak trees that had been completely uprooted and barely missed landing on my building by a couple of feet and said, there's got to be a better place to live. The next February, I was heading to Arizona. Since Hurricane Francis had come through two weeks before, then Jean came, they were both category one, so they didn't pack too much of a wind punch, but they were slow moving and dumped a lot of rain. There were floods everywhere. The ground was saturated from Francis when Jean made landfall and those two oak trees never stood a chance. Here's why they fell. One, their roots were shallow. They were in a grassy area that got watered by sprinklers every day. Doing that doesn't allow the roots of the tree to grow downward, seeking water and nutrition. They grow outward, just under the ground, because that's where the water is. The sprinkler didn't water for very long, so it wasn't a deep watering. Two, the rain from Francis soaked the ground, but the tree stayed upright. Three, the rain combined with the winds from Jean two weeks later were too much for those shallow roots in the soaked ground and they fell. That can happen to us when our faith is not well rooted in the truth, in the word of God and in Jesus Christ. That is what the Apostle Paul explains to the Colossians in chapter two. Let's dig in, Colossians chapter two. And Paul writes, I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. And that's Colossians verses 1 through 5. Deceive you with well-crafted arguments. Keep that line in mind. We'll come back to it later. Freedom from rules and a new life in Christ. Verse 6, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Okay, get that. Him. 
not Mary, not the saints, and certainly not a church. Verse 7, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Who? Jesus. Then your faith will grow strong in truth, in the truth. What happens when you have your faith in a false teaching? You become like those trees with the shallow roots. Any interesting, charismatic wonder that comes along like a strong breeze and you're knocked over. Continuing with verse 8. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. So do you think all those apparitions of Mary are from God? Think again. I just finished a series digging into church history and all of the Roman Catholic doctrines and dogmas are exactly that. Empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking. The problem is that they are lies stemming from greed, pride, vanity, lust, and the other seven deadly sins thrown in. Continuing with verse 11, Paul writes, When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, quote unquote, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to a new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins, and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this same way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Now, this is describing the baptism of a believer. As a Catholic, you probably were baptized as a baby like I was. The problem with that is a baby has never sinned. So you can't die to your old self if you were just born. When Jesus died on the cross, he took all our sins away, past, present, and future. When he rose three days later, he defeated death and Satan the spiritual rulers and authorities. Continuing with verse 16, Paul writes, So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths or holy days of obligation. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come, and Christ himself is that reality. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels or Mary or the saints, saying they had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. 
for he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. How does God nourish the body of believers? With his word. That's why we need to read the Bible every day. It's the nourishment that helps us become deeply rooted in Christ so that when someone invites us to a party to celebrate Halloween or All Saints Day, we humbly decline and tell them that Jesus wouldn't approve. Continuing with verse 20, you have died with Christ. He has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch? Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline. But they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Man. If you are in Christ, you are free from the trappings of man-made religion. Jesus didn't suffer and die on the cross so that we could have religion. He died to set us free from it so you can have a personal relationship with him. If you become rooted in Christ, your faith will be strong enough to discern when someone tries to sell you on well-crafted arguments. Aha, that's the line from verse 4 that I told you to highlight and keep in mind here. Do you want to be rooted in Christ? It's simple. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation and receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture, this is what you have to do. Believe that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking away your sins, past, present, and future forever, for once and for all. Then repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. If you don't know what to say to invite Jesus into your heart, there's a prayer in the show notes, and there's also a link over on my website. So please, give yourself to Jesus. Forget the trappings of the world. Stick to Jesus. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious, and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. 
it's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.